thank you for listening to This Little Light of Mine. My name is Lauren, and you are listening to a series on formative stories that build people into who they are that will hopefully bring a little light into your day. Today, I am joined with Spencer. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for having me, Lauren. Spencer is a junior in high school, participates in his school's theater and choir programs, and would love to study creative writing in college. So, Spencer, your story is unique because um, it's less of one distinct event and mm-hmm. more of just kind of the way you've grown up. Yes. Yeah, so you've grown up in Utah. Well, you grew up in, in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. So, at uh, what point did you move to Utah? I was very young. Um, just a little over one year old. Mm-hmm. So, you don't really remember Texas? Like, I remember, like, small parts of Texas, but, like, te- like not much, but Texas has still been, like, such a huge part of my life mm-hmm. because... Like, every single year I go there sometimes multiple times, and, like, I'm so connected with, like, my family there and stuff. Yeah. So. So it's, like, all your family's still in Texas. Just about, yeah. Yeah. So, Spencer, when you were one years old, you moved to Utah, Um, and Utah is a a predominantly white and a predominantly Mormon, if not um, Christian, state, but you are neither of those things. So would you talk a little bit about that experience? Yeah. So coming from Texas to Utah, it was, like, really strange for me culturally because I am, I am half white, but I'm also quarter African American and quarter Mexican, and so I'm, like, in Texas, I'm used to seeing, like, much more of those races, like, in people, uh, but, you know, just coming to Utah, there was just so much, it was just so much more white that, like, it was just kind of, like, it got, it took a long time for me to get used to that. It's kind of a culture shock for you. Yeah. Um, and then also with the Mormon thing, you know, I have not grown up with any religion being like playing a part or a factor in my life. So that like also just having to get used to like those cultural aspects as well, like Mm -hmm. just took a long time, but I feel like I've become very understanding of it and like, sure. Yeah. So the high school that you go to as of 2015, at least, um, the student body is 85% Caucasian, um, with, uh, the rest of the students mainly being Hispanic and then Asian. Um, you look out in the halls and you see mainly white kids. And yep. so you kind of, and you don't have very dark skin, so you don't yeah. stick out that much compared mm-hmm. to the crowd. But um, you still have a lot of cultural differences than yeah. most of the kids at our school. So um, have you ever had any experiences involving that? Cultural differences, yes, yeah, just mainly for me, it's just been like not being fully understanding of like the religion, like the Mormon Mormon religion here. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I will, like, you know, say something and people will be like, oh, you can't say that. And I'm like, I, it's just really confusing to me because, like, you know, not growing up with it, I just haven't been used to it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't become accustomed to, like, what's right and wrong or, like, what's, like, appropriate for, like, people to say. Yeah. And... In Utah, even if you aren't Mormon, if you've been raised in Utah, you still end up having kind of the same values, I guess you'd say. Because you end up growing alongside a lot of friends that would have... Um, their own strong values and you kind of take on those so as you've gotten older um how have you kind of adjusted or or helped yourself to fit in and feel included in um you know predominantly white high school i've just i think i've just found the right group of friends honestly because you know doing theater that really helped because i think just people who do theater or like performing arts like choir are just like a lot more accepting of people's differences Mm -hmm. and like you know, within, like, theater and stuff, you see a lot more, like, homosexuals and, like, people of different, like, uh, sexualities and stuff. And so I think just, like, those people having, like, their own hardships 
it helps them be more accepting as well of like people from like you know yeah. different cultures and different races. Totally. Have you ever experienced um, any sort of bullying or ever feeling left out because you didn't you weren't exactly like most of the other kids at your school? Yes, I did deal with that quite a bit in elementary school because you know as a kid you just you're like less like attentive to like the other culture aspects and I think as kids people are our kids just like aren't like as understanding uh-huh. and so like a lot of times like you know I would like like kids would get really upset when I would just say God but like yeah. that's just something that comes out because I wasn't raised with any sort of religion and so it, it was kind of tough for me to find friends within like the Mormon like kind of groups within like elementary mm-hmm. just because I was just so different like with my faith and belief because I don't you know have any religious beliefs um it wasn't as much of an issue in, uh, like, high school or middle school. Sure. Because I think just kids are a lot more, like, understanding at that point. But, like, I still... There were just, like, many things I had to get used to, like, dealing with, you know, regarding, like... Whenever I'd, whenever I'd ask friends to, like, go hang out on Sundays, people would be like, I can't, that's, like, a holy day. And I would just have to be like, oh, yeah, like, I gotta remember that. So, yeah, nothing, like, too awful regarding, like, cultural, like reasonings but Mm -hmm. yeah have you ever experienced any racism in utah i have um because i am really proud of my cultures and like my ethnic background Mm -hmm. but i think publicly stating that people kind of like to sometimes take advantage of it in ways that aren't really acceptable yeah i have been referred to as the n-word before and people will often, like, make, like, jokes or stuff that I think are really culturally and, like, racially insensitive that uh-huh. they just don't really understand. Because I think just, like, coming from Utah, to and not having much experience with cultures, a lot of the people from here don't really understand when a joke can maybe go too far. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've dealt with that all my life. But, sure. yeah, and then I just have dealt with straight-up racism from people who aren't exactly the biggest fans of African-Americans. Do you have any advice that you would give your younger self, um, maybe to help you adapt to um, living in a place that isn't as accepting of who you are? When you were younger, you said you experienced some bullying in elementary Mm -hmm. school. So what would you say to uh, elementary school Spencer? I would say to elementary school Spencer just to understand that it's not that people are like necessarily like mean or bad, and it's just that they're just not understanding. And so it'd be important for younger Spencer to, like, try and bring out that understanding in other people. Sure. And make them understand, like, your background as well. So that then, you know, they can they can follow through and kind of, like, understand yeah. better. It seems like you're doing a really great job at, um, you know, trying not to get upset at other people for not understanding your culture. And rather just taking it as an opportunity to teach them about it mm-hmm. and help them um, learn. So you are very proud of your own culture and your own background. Um, what are some things that you do to involve your culture into your life here in Utah? I think I to involve my culture in my life in Utah, I just try to like represent it as much as I can and that like I will try to get people to like understand more like black cultural things regarding like holidays and stuff. Like every Christmas or around like Christmas time I always I'm like, guys, it was this day of Kwanzaa, like this is what this means and like mm-hmm. I just like you try to help teach other people. About, like, different cultural aspects of, like, I mean, Kwanzaa is, like, the biggest one, but, like, also when it comes to, like, black athletes and African-American cooking and Mexican cooking, I try to, like, bring that to other, like, households and be like, hey, maybe we could give this a try. Or, like, oh, there's this great, like, soul food restaurant. Like, I just, I try and, like, 
find ways for people to like you try experience. to invite other people into your culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely do you have any advice to anybody who is part of a majority you know i guess in this case in our school any of the kids who are white um mm-hmm. to help them kind of learn to accept other cultures because i think a lot of people are scared of accepting other cultures because um they're worried about crossing that line that line too far and like perhaps appropriating that culture or um taking advantage of it so what would you say to kids who would like to learn about others and maybe even take part in some of those things but not want to offend i think people think that they're being more offensive sometimes than they actually are Uh and i think it's just definitely okay for people to just like ask those questions because it's not coming out of any like part of like rudeness it's just more of a trying to understand yeah so i i would definitely say try and ask questions that you're curious about about like different cultures uh-huh. and like having I, those discussions yeah having discussions about that and i think like just also like trying to make an effort to like speak to different people of different cultures and backgrounds that like they know about just to, like help them also like feel more involved mm-hmm. and so then it's almost as if they can help each other understand each other's cultures and make yeah. it like a like a like a cooperative effort almost because uh-huh. i remember one time when i like, we were writing an essay for a class, and mm-hmm. we were writing it about, um, we were reading of Mice and mm-hmm. Men, and, um, you know, that book uses racial slurs to help tell the story and show the, um, the racism in the book, and I had asked you what your opinion was on, um, including those words in a quotation or in an essay, mm-hmm. um, and just because I felt like I wasn't in the right place I wasn't the right person to make the decision on how those words should be used. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, I'm thankful to you that you were so willing to talk to me about it. And, um, what we ended up, what you ended up deciding is that it doesn't, it's better for us to have those conversations and to talk about it and discuss those words and why they were used Mm -hmm. rather than never talking about it and keeping it a secret. And, um, because at the end of the day, then you're almost just erasing history. Mm -hmm. You're erasing the decades of racism that have happened and, and continue to be integrated into society. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, like with my thought was with that was just like, if people don't understand it and know about it, then we're not going to make any progress. But like, if people like are, are like, uh, like are made more like, like clear or like, it's made more clear about like the history of that, and like why it was such people a bad word. People it. are made more aware of it and like more understanding of that. Cause like, I think everybody understands that. Yeah. The N-word is not a good word. Yeah. But, like, I think it would be almost worse to not include it or try and censor it, because censoring it is almost trying to, as if you're just, like, blocking it out and uh-huh. not, like, understanding that it sure. existed. And, like, I definitely understood where you're coming from, because, mm-hmm. like, you probably haven't had to do that very often. Yeah, there's not that many books that you read um, where they ask you to discuss those topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, well... Now I feel like as we're getting older, reading more of those books in high school. But mm-hmm. you know, younger, I never had to experience that or deal with it. Yeah. So you've talked about how you are white, but you are also a quarter black and a quarter Mexican, mm-hmm. and those are two very different cultures <laughs> yes. with um, different languages and different countries and different foods mm-hmm. and cultural traditions. How do you balance both of those? Is there um, maybe a side that you kind of feel more connected with? Or how are, how do you go about that? So, I feel a little bit more connected with my Hispanic side mm-hmm. because the family that I am closest with 
that lives in Texas where we travel so much is my Mexican side because my father is half black and half Mexican and his mother was Mexican and his father was black, but his father has passed away and a lot of her family lives in, in Texas. And so yeah. when we go there, I experience like all of the, uh, the, um, like the Mexican cultures, like in the Mexican foods yeah. and stuff. So I think I leave a lot of that in Texas. And like, when I go to Texas, it's like, all right, this is, you know, this is Hispanic uh -huh. time. This is time to eat those foods uh -huh. and go experience that type of thing. With my African-American side, I get that less because, well, quite a few of them do live in Texas and like, they often will travel up and like, since the families are so close, I get usually Mexican and black at the same time. Yeah. Um, but also a lot of them live far on the East Coast and that's a place I don't get to travel very much. So I think I try to implement the African-American side more here in Utah by like, eating more Southern cooking type dishes and going to support like African-American businesses and yeah. African-American like restaurants. Um, and just trying to, cause that's more for me to help me experience part of my African-American culture uh -huh. since I don't get that family connection as much. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. If you had like a magic wand and you could change one thing about society and how um, Utah, for example, deals with race, what would you, what would you change? I just, I would think I would change people's willingness to understand mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people are great people, but they just like, just because they've been told one thing for so long in their life, they just like, don't even like want to take the chance to get to know someone or get to understand that yeah, culture. They're or they're used to their own normal. Mm -hmm, like their norm. And so I, you know, definitely with a magic wand, it could change that. I would just like erase people's acceptiveness and just like or give them more accepting yeah, yeah. and and erase their um their closure yeah, yeah. erase closure and like increase openness openness uh -huh, so that sure. they would just be willing to like try and understand something more so then they can understand people's backgrounds and stuff yeah whether it's like racial or sexual or yeah totally so we had talked before um we were recording this podcast and you had said to me that despite common belief Utah is a lot more diverse than, than you would have realized and that people realize and that there mm -hmm. are many people from like all walks of life who've helped you become who you are today. Um, are there any specific examples of people who have helped you become um, the person you are today, the person who's so proud of their culture? Absolutely. Um, I went to an arts festival uh, to help support my brother who was making a film about the festival and I found a, there was like a shop vendor who was from Jamaica and him and his wife were there and they were selling like Jamaican things and I just got into like really good like discussion about just like how he's trying to bring his culture out into Utah to help people understand you know like the Jamaican like heritage and stuff and uh -huh. I was like oh wait that's really interesting and really cool and I was like well maybe I'll do that at school and like trying to get people to understand like more like black cultural things yeah. um I have a very close friend who is a lesbian and she just has helped me because, like, her being lesbian, has, she's had to deal with so much hardship in her life. And, like, just having someone with a similar background, you know, with my being racial and hers being more about uh, her uh, attraction, um, it's, like, it's like different. But in, the, in some certain ways, it's, like, the same because, you know, people are just still dealing with hardship. Mm -hmm. And so... You can relate your hardships together. You mm -hmm, know? Yes. And so she has definitely made a huge impact in my life and that she just helped me like understand that there's like other people out there. And 
one thing I love about Utah is that they have a very large pride festival every year. And obviously me not being gay, it's not like the biggest thing for me. Uh-huh. But you can but, still celebrate the pride of, of your culture uh-huh. at that festival. Yeah, and I think that, that festival is just like amazing because you just get to see so many people just coming together and like loving each other. And like whether you're an ally or, you know, a part of the LGBTQ plus community, like it's just somewhere where everyone can come together and everyone just can express their differences and stuff. And like, I love seeing in the parade how there will be a lot of, um, there's like a whole section to Mormon parents who are accepting of homosexuality, which I think is just something that you don't really yeah. hear of very much. And they had like a whole section for that where they were just talking about how much they, they love their children and stuff, like no matter like who they are because they love them for who they are. And yeah. I just think seeing that in Utah and I just think Utah is definitely changing culturally. Um, and to it's, be more accepting of other cultures mm-hmm. and other, um, other, you know, types of people, I guess. Yes. And just like overall, I think Utah is becoming so much more culturally and ethnically diverse mm-hmm. with a lot of people coming in from different states. And so I think that's going to help improve Utah in the way of like becoming a so much more diverse state that yeah. people are going to become more accepting naturally. Totally. So Spencer, throughout this kind of, um, trial, I guess, in your life of, trying to find a way that you fit into um utah Mm -hmm. what is one light that has come out of this situation one light is i just i think i've helped create a positive impact of people's understanding of cultures here like i've got like all my friends that like every year now i'll be like hey spencer it's like kwanzaa time like Uh let's talk about that let's celebrate that and i'm like yay or like just like when it comes to food and stuff like there's a restaurant here that i love that's a soul food type cooking place Mm -hmm. And then I've had, like, tons of my friends being like, oh, wow, I went there and, like, the food was amazing. Like, I want more. And, like, I just think me bringing out the different cultural aspects of both a Mexican and African-American heritage, it's helped people, like, just like, want to learn about that and, like, want to accept it and almost, like, implement that into their lives almost. Yeah. And just, like, totally. and I just think that's been, like, honestly the best part of this experience. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming in and joining me today, Spencer, and sharing your light. Right, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you to the audience for choosing to tune in, and I hope you will join us next time to hear another formative story. This has been This Little Light of Mine with Lauren.